So, Mo, I guess I'm just going to tell this to the, the listeners because I already talked to you about this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, should I tell them about what happened to me on, on Friday, <laughs> on Thursday night? Yes. All right, y'all, <laughs> listen to this. Story. Listen to this. So, I'm driving home. You know, Maddie's doing his thing. It's about midnight, almost one. I'm like, drop my friend off at his dorm. And I'm like turning the corners to get to my streets, to my neighborhood. And every time I turn the corner, the lights turn off, like down the street. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird, which is quite, it happens to me quite a bit. Like I'll be driving and just lights turn off, like the head, the overhead lights. Is that like normal? It's like the street lights? Yeah, the street lights will just turn off like in sequence. Oh, that's weird. Or just like a couple at a time. And I'm like, okay. I just assume that's like a normal thing that happens a lot. Mm, no, not and really. And then they turn back on a little bit later. No. Is that not a thing? No. Not a thing. Well, it happens to me a lot. So I was driving in the corner and then I turned down 10th Street where I live. Wow, I'm really triangulating my position of my house. <laughs> and every single light, you know, down the street all turned off except for the one right in front of my house. And I was like, hmm, this is weird. This isn't sus. I was, so I pulled up and I was like on edge, guys. I was like, I'm thinking about calling the police. They'll escort me to my door. But I'm like, well, that's stupid. So I was like, I should have, but I was like, whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. I like put my drink on my box of canes. I was walking to the front door and then I'm like unlocking the door. And then I hear like rustling coming the next to my house. And I kind of like, okay. So I kind of look over and in that moment, a strange black figured man just steps up. Like he's dressed in black. Like it was just like, what the freak are you wearing? It was just like, I don't know who, who, I think it was some white dude, but I don't know for sure. I was just like, he just like stepped out around the corner, looks at me. And I was like, I was like, and I dropped my drink and jumped into the house, slam the door and lock it. And I was just like, like just hyperventilating. And I hear him like running into the street and I'm like, so I didn't tell my roommate. I just went to my room and called Mo and was just like, Mo. It was like midnight and I like I was sitting there like <laughs> I was watching Sex in the City. <laughs> oh good. I love that. <laughs> love that for you. I know. And literally it's like sitting there watching it. All of a sudden I get a call from Matt at like Maddie <laughs> at like midnight and it's I'm like this is uh, weird because he normally doesn't message me or call me at this late. So I answered and I was asleep. like and I was like, "Hello." And he's like, "Dude, Something just weird just happened. And yeah, like, guys, I don't know. I just, like, it was just freaky. I, for a hot second there, I thought it was a black-eyed kid. <laughs> what? You remember the black-eyed kid thing I told you about? Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I legit was like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but for a second, I thought you said, like, the black-eyed peas. <laughs> black-eyed peas. <laughs> the entire black-eyed peas <laughs> shows up. Is that the one with Pitbull in it? No. Okay, I was close. It's like the one with like Fergie and Will I Am. Yeah, like... Fergie's just chilling outside my house in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You know, doing Fergie's thing, singing the national anthem Do you really know Pitbull's well. Pitbull's our guest speaker this yeah, year. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. I'll be like, it would have been funny. Yeah, I saw like a little clip of him like talking about OSU, and I was like, what the freak is he spieling? It... Well, it was like funny. I was talking to somebody about it, and she was like, "Yeah, Pitbull's our speaker," and I was like. Pitbull, like this, this like the rapper Pitbull, and she's like, yeah, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of like, excuse me, what? I don't know the whole thing. I'm just like, what the freak's going on? Pitbull. I was like, why Pitbull? <laughs> right? Like, why? Why this man? Like, wh- like I could see like you know when we had like Terry Crews and like all that kind of stuff. Like that that was pretty cool, but like Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on, but moral of the story: 
the black eyed peas were just chilling outside my house waiting for me to enter because you know the black eyed peas, the black-eyed peas. <laughs> singing like boom boom <laughs> I don't know any of their songs Does, did they sing timber boom boom pow that's pitbull <laughs> I'm not cultured I'm sorry Welcome back to another episode of Binger's Anime Edition. As always, I'm your host, Mo. And I'm Maddie. And we're just a little podcast that talks about different animes with our fellow weebs out there. If you were going to do that, I should have just kept going with <laughs> my anime. I'm sorry. I was just emulating Mo's extremely enthusiastic intro that we did before this one. It was quite <laughs> riveting, actually. Um, but yeah, so, hey guys. I want Girl Scout cookies. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about your Girl Scout cookies cookie dilemma mo (laughs) no i was literally on the way to your house and there was these girl scouts selling cookies the worst over on uh i don't even know we're not triangling my position anymore yeah (laughs) please don't if we're gonna just have random people showing up my house (laughs) what if it was a fan (gasps) what if it was a secret obsessed fan of our podcast the virginia guy Hey, guy from Washington, Virginia, uh, please reach out to us. If you were chilling outside my house, I'm into it. I'm into it. You know? My real life, you know, Kasai. But uh, no, when they were selling cookies, and it's just like, I hate Girl Scout season because, like, I have very bad, like, impulse control. And so whenever I see Girl Scouts, <laughs> I just buy them. Like, every time I go to Walmart, they're just standing out there, and I just feel bad, and I just want to buy a box because, like, I am a fat ass, and I just want cookies. I mean, I'll and- be honest. Those girls are monsters. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because they're like, they got marketing strategy to the max. They know exactly what to say to us. But you buy, go buy one box of Thin Mints and they're, they're having you take like the whole thing. No, and they just look at you. They're like, oh, would you like to buy another box? And I'm just like, These no. These are really good. Well, I mean, Mo, we'll give we're, you a discount if you buy three boxes for like. The same price of buying three boxes. And it's like, bitch. <laughs> I don't want any. I don't want. Do you see me? <laughs> Cookies make me fat. <laughs> Stop giving me your damn Girl Scout cookies. I mean, let's be honest here. We're two different cloths cut, but like. What? Cut from two different cloths. That's what okay. I was trying to say. Two different cloths cut. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but pretty much you over here is like, oh, no, they want me to buy Girl Scout. I will. I'm over here like, they're like, you would buy a Girl Scout? I'm like, fuck no. I literally would be like, screw off to these little girls i don't care i have no shame i was a girl scout okay i was a girl scout for the longest time and i was so bad at cookie sales and so then my mom ended up having to buy all the cookies and so then we always just had a shit ton of cookies for like months why were you so bad at it i'm just really bad at marketing yeah i'm aware yeah (laughs) i'm just really bad at marketing. aren't you in charge of the marketing for our podcast hey i do that i do that bitch i write the descriptions every week. I've written them every week. For the past three weeks. I've written them. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. I, I do am, now. Honestly, and I do them really good. I am very grateful you do them because it's a lot of brain power for me to do. <laughs> it's art. I'm just like, what do I say? What, it takes what? me like 20 minutes and it's great. Yeah, I, I'm like spend an hour and a half on it. And I'm glad you do it because I'm tired of doing it. <sighs> 
I'm just tired. Okay, dude, guys, it's been a rough week because Mo is not going to ask me about how my week is, so I'm just going to tell you guys how my week was. Bitch, you just told me how your week was. I did not. I told you about aspects of the week that I was not going to talk about on the podcast because it's too personal for the podcast. You just told me what happened on Thursday. I was going to ask you, uh, oh, you before you went into that story, oh. <laughs> but what? You didn't even ask me how my week was. Eh. Turn that bitch around. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to, like, you know, emulate how other people treat me nowadays. So, you know, this is how you re- – I was just, like, channeling my inner Mo. Excuse you. Yeah, you don't ask me how my day is first, so I was just going to wait and just talk about it anyway. How was your week, Mo? <laughs> I realize I got in the deep shit there. <laughs> or hot water. Hot hot shit? <laughs> got in hot shit. <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing great. But, um, I asked you how your week is. Are you going to talk about it? <laughs> okay, bitch. I'm so sorry. Guys, I've been, I've been on one. It's been a rough couple days. Anyway, Mo. I have been doing great. I've been binging Sex in the City for, like, the past week. I love that. I love yeah. that. Is Sex in the City just a lot of sex in the city? Yeah. Is that the entire plot? It's just a porno? No. Uh, it's about a girl named Carrie Bradshaw who lives in the city. She pisses me off. And she's trying to find love. And she writes a sex column called Sex in the City for, like, the New York Times or something like that. And she's got her four friends, and they're all a bunch of bitches. And we got one who's, like, sex obsessed. And then we got the lawyer who looks like a lesbian. And then we've got, like, a woman who's like obsessed with getting married and it's honestly like sometimes i just want to reach through and i want to punch each one of them in the face why do you keep watching it then <laughs> this is really entertaining it's kind of like why i watch Grey's it's Anatomy like background for so long. it's background yeah like, i understand i literally benched 10 seasons of Grey's Anatomy in three weeks yeah I that know. was that was rough that was impressive we went through a lot of trauma in three weeks yeah both in the show and my own mental health Actually, no, I'm pretty sure my mental health crashed because and of like, Grey's Anatomy. Listen, like, Sex and the City, the episodes are, like, 30 minutes. Grey's Anatomy episodes are an hour. <laughs> I know. I was quite impressed with myself. I'll pat myself on the back. I was literally, like, my, my, my screen time for those weeks was, like, 15 hours a day. Whoa, shit. Because I wasn't sleeping because of my project deadline. That's true. Yeah. I was indeed doing that. But, yeah, anything else exciting happen this week? Uh, I made one of Julia Child's recipes. You made Julia Child a recipe? What? You know, like the French cook. No. The art of French cooking. No. Julia Child, she's a famous chef. I made one of her dishes, and I made that chicken so fucking dry that <laughs> it's like I was eating the Sahara Desert. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating the fucking Sahara Desert. Yeah, as dry as the Sahara Desert. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you you are you surprised we talked about female orgasm on the podcast last week and i kept it in that's very true because there wasn't enough content that's important we're not going to talk about it this time but it's important (laughs) are we no sure no i just wanted to make that comment but yeah i'm really tired i am too dude last night though i was watching this one movie Mm -hmm. that I haven't seen in a really long time called Bed Knob and Broomsticks. It's like this really old British movie. Okay. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was like, 
watching it and I was like, I forgot how just like freaking funny this movie was <laughs> because like it's about like this one woman who's like a witch or something and like there's a part where she's like trying to fly a broom and like <laughs> she has to like jump around. <laughs> she's acting like <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. I'm just going to move on from that. How's your week? Thank you for asking, Mo. I appreciate it. Um, I kind of, I think I already talked about the whole, like, you know, <laughs> random guy around the corner of my house thing. <laughs> I started going to counseling this week. How is that? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had, like, a yawn, like, right. <laughs> so You're like, why the fuck is he talking about it? I already talked to you about it a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to go into huge detail for the podcast because... Sorry, fans, but I'm not going to go into huge detail about my mental health. We did mental health a long time ago. Yeah, it's been helping because I have a lot of emotional problems, apparently. Apparently, I have a really bad suppression problem to the point where, like, I experience an emotion and it immediately gets suppressed. Yeah. Apparently, I've never experienced joy before until this week, I found out. Oh. So, I've experienced sadness. I was almost crying earlier at the gym. And then I got angry when I was leaving the gym. And then I felt joy. And I was like... What just happened? And I was like, because like I finally like I I don't know how to explain. Went it. Like the five stages of grief. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in like an instant. But I don't know how to explain it because like you know I like enjoy doing things, mm-hmm. but then I like generally was like, like I felt like this warm like presence inside of me. Like I was just happy to be around people, and I like really like you know overwhelming the sense of just joy. And I was yeah. like, is this what? joy feels like have i never felt this before and and then i felt gratitude and then like (laughs) sadness and then i experienced you know anger and then i experienced mostly anger for most of the week actually and then yeah it was just weird it's it's nice to feel emotions other than numbness and i think loneliness but honestly i also i don't think i ever experienced loneliness before until this week guys i'm like it's like I picture an eight-year-old boy who is extremely emotionally uh, immature that has dealt <laughs> with 20 years of trauma. And that is what I feel like, guys, right now. And I am so emotionally We're exhausted. We're working on it. I We're literally am tackling. so tired all the time. I've been working on, like, not thinking about certain things and fixating on stuff. So now I don't know what to think about. Like, guys, it's just, like, a whole new me. It's, like... The old Maddie is dead. I'm going to have to go buy a new name. I'm going to be like Mott or something. Marty. Marty. I'll be Marty. <laughs> Marty and Momo. Mott and Mally. God, we're not bringing that up. <laughs> Imagine if those were our, like, our, our nicknames was Mott and Mally. Oh, my gosh. Ew. But yeah. Guys, that's pretty much been my week. Um, I think I had an exam on Tuesday. Yeah, I did. I did not do well. Um, and I had a project deadline on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I sat in the library filling my taxes, doing some other things. Then I sat in the library for two hours hmm. and had nothing to work on. Wow. Guys, I literally, I'm a kid you not, this is the first time I've had this ever happen to me. Ever. Ever. In months. Like, I literally was sitting there, I'm like, I literally have nothing to work on. No career fair, no portfolio to work on, no resume to work on, no job applications to send, no taxes Ooh. to do, no editing for the podcast. No, How did you feel? I wanted to, like, I was about to have a breakdown because of it. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had so much anxiety, and I felt like I was going to cry. It was not a good feeling, guys. Yeah. It was not good. You know what I've been thinking lately? 
Mm-hmm. We need to have like a photo shoot for the podcast. We do. I have finally have developed so much anime merch. I have um my Unogasai picture. I got my AOT key. I got my AOT little light thing over there. I got like three shirts that I've made that are still in pretty good condition. I got my little AOT pen on my backpack. Dude. Okay. Remember my friend Aaron that I rushed with? Mm-hmm. That one guy, the big bodybuilder guy? Yeah. Uh, I was in the library. This is actually probably the highlight of my week. It was like, I think on Monday. And I was generally like, oh, Attack on Titan. And he like, looked at my pin and I was like, you? I was like, you watch anime? He's like, oh, I love that shit. I was like, I was like, hold up. He's like, yeah, I've seen this, this. And he's like, oh, Devilman Crybaby. I was like, that's, <laughs> well, that's a hardcore one. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, there was that weird scene with like the guy and he like orgasm and there was just come all over the ceiling. And I was like, what? I was like, you actually have seen this show? He's like, and I've seen all three Berserker like movie things. And I was like, I was like, you, 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 I was like, I was like, once again, I was like, wow, like, it's so amazing when you find somebody that watches anime that you didn't think would watch no, it. No, you know what I found out? What? Almost every single person I rushed with watches anime. Really? Yeah. Like, remember that? That's amazing. I know. Like, I was talking to one of my friends at um, studio. I'm not going to mention his, him by name, but he, she's like, oh yeah, sometimes me and this dude that I rushed with that's in studio with me. Yeah, he'll just like have his anime opening music playing, and I was like, I was like, he, he, he's anime opening music. <laughs> I was like, I have now, I need to talk to this man more. But like, I literally like have found out that pretty much everyone I talk to watches anime. But it makes sense because we grew up in the generation of Dragon Ball, Pokemon. Well, it's like I found out I like I've noticed more that like coming to college, like a lot more people watch anime. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I literally just the other day I was like in one of my labs and I was talking with my friend Calvin and all of a sudden like and we were kind of just sitting there for a minute and then all of a sudden he kind of looked over at me. And he goes, hey, what's your favorite anime? Because like I've got some stickers like on my yeah. iPad and stuff like my Pepinosuke Pepinosuke. <laughs> and like a Calcifer from Howl's Moving Castle sticker, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes like, what's your favorite anime? And I was like, oh, a Demon Slayer. You know, and he's like, "Oh, cool." Is he's... it really your favorite anime? I would say, yeah, probably. Okay. What? No, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, Mister Future Diary, <laughs> like. <laughs> Ouch! But also true. That's not my favorite anime. It's pretty. It's bad. Yeah, I don't really have a favorite anime. I have like a top five. Yeah. You know, you know, we've been over this. Anyway, Calvin. Calvin, yes. Calvin Klein? Calvin Ryan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so then we got to, like, talking about it and stuff. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I kind of jumped on the whole, like, anime train kind of late. He's like, but I'm getting into it now. And he's like, I haven't finished Demon Slayer. He's like, I'm just at the part where they, like went through the like trials and stuff like in the forest and he just killed that like <laughs> like multi-demon <laughs> and i was like oh you're not even into like the best parts of it yet trust me episode trust me. 19 baby. yes i was like literally i told him i was like wait till you get to episode 19 and um and then i started like asking him about stuff and i was like oh my gosh i'm actually having a conversation about anime like with not my like friends and stuff like it's so weird and then a girl came in and stuff and sat down and then she heard our conversation so she started talking about it 
Dude, that was one of the things that my friends in my fraternity keep saying. Like, I wish they wish they could meet girls that like watching anime. I know that's what I said. I was like, I have a friend Mo who loves anime, and they're like, yeah, but other girls too. And I was like, okay, they just want like multi. They just like they feel like there's like very few girls that watch anime. But I'm like, love anime. I know. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of females that like watching anime. We're just not as like open about it as. I mean, I have literally no shame about anything in my life. I literally would say fuck you to Girl Scout. Girls still trying to sell me cookies, so I have no shame. No, literally, within like the past year, I have had absolutely no shame when it comes to like letting people know about like my weebness. I've got stickers all over my water bottle of just straight up anime. I want to get stickers. Should I start investing in stickers for yes, my laptop? Yes. I am investing in stickers because I want that one sticker that Taylor showed me that was like, when you nut in space, it push you backward. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like a sticker and it had like the NASA logo, but instead of saying NASA, it had like words and it said, when you nut in space, it push you backwards. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. And then, like, I want the, like, uh, lemon grab sticker and then, like, some okay. more anime stickers. Well, and, like, on this note, maybe we should review our show for the week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, Mo, you crossed the line. That was just too much. No. No, I did not. You did. And I kept going. <laughs> I never crossed the line. I know where that line is. I have never crossed the line before. I hover over it with the other side of the line do i don't ha- cross it do you hear that no do you hear that? no because it's the bullshit coming out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> no i have never crossed the line listeners are devoted followers of let's see the-, the bullshit just keeps coming and like that's all i like that's all i'm hearing right now is just bullshit maddie spewing bullshit like is- all i hear is just bullshit bullshit <laughs> Okay, okay. But yeah, no, actually, no. Fans, please reach out to us on Instagram. Can you shamelessly plug our podcast real quick? Yeah. In the middle of the episode? (laughs) Shamelessly plug right now. Just in case you guys don't listen to the end. Yeah, I wouldn't either. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're on Instagram at Binger's Anime Edition, as well as TikTok and Patreon at Binger's Anime Edition. We are on Twitter at Anime Bingers. Go follow, go like, and go look at our content. And please comment who is correct in the statement. Does Maddie cross the line? Yes. No. I'm just going to say yes. No. That's yes. I don't <laughs> think I crossed the line. There is no line for Maddie. Maddie lives in the grayscale constantly. <laughs> Maddie lives in grayscale constantly. Maddie is grayscale. <laughs> People see the world black and white. Maddie lives in grayscale. <laughs> But, yeah, we probably should actually review yeah. our show for this week. So would you like to introduce the show we're talking yes, about? Yes, we are, as we said last week, we're doing Erased, the mystery, thriller, sci-fi type anime. Yeah, a lot of genres. Mystery, uh, other things. Mystery, thriller, and sci-fi, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I would say so as well. It's I really enjoyed this anime, so I'm glad we're reviewing it. Yes. I like this anime too. Like I was going back and like rewatching like clips from it, and I was like, I forgot how good this anime was. <laughs> right, right, it is. Oh god, it's so good. 
Mo, would you like to talk about some proto-info for us? Yeah, let's talk about proto-info. So Erased, uh, adapted from the manga, of course, just like almost every freaking anime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mo, keep going, keep going. I'm just... Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Erased, directed by Tomohiko Ito, who's also directed animes such as SAO, Silver Spoon, and Millionaire Detective, Balance Unlimited. Okay, new okay, anime. Okay. Um, the music is by the famous Yuki Kajura. Yes. Who has done that music by Mo- Madoka Magica, yes. SAO, and Demon Slayer. I know. She's beautiful. You know. She is so... When she does the music, it's going to be amazing. Just you wait, guys. <laughs> Just you wait. Um, of course, the studio is A1 Pictures, who does all popular anime. Pretty much. Black Butler, Seven Deadly Sins, July and April. <laughs> Um, the original run, it was from January 8th of 2016 to March 25th of 2016. It has 12 episodes, and it also has a live-action adap- film adaptation and a TV drama. Yeah, I feel like both of those probably were not good. I don't know. I haven't seen them. I kind of want to see them, though, to see what... It's true. Well, um, yeah, and wasn't there a brief period of time, like, the IMB, it was ranked high on IMB, right? Yes. For, like, a couple... I still it- think it's actually ring it's like coming back now is it really mm-hmm. i know when it was airing it was up there and they thought that it was gonna like be on the number one for a while until the ending <laughs> which we'll get to guys yeah people were pissed about that the ending was it's amazing but i have a i have my own perspective on it so i'm interested to talk about it towards i was end. really pissed about the ending so. me too but i think we were pissed for two different reasons yeah so, guys, it's time of the podcast Synopsis. where Maddie gets to the synopsis. <laughs> Boys and girls, join us for this moment. When tragedy is about to occur, our main character is... Satoru. Yeah, I don't have any Sat- names written, so it just says, is she... Is she... Is she... The, just read the beginning and then our main character is Sin. Oh, is that say Sin? That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing it out. No. Boys and girls. <laughs> uh, when tragedy is about to occur, our main character is sent several moments, crucial moments, into the past right before it occurs. Why did I start with this? <laughs> I know this is such a terrible way to start. Screw it. We're going off script. You so guys, always go off script. <laughs> I try so hard. Okay, guys. Pretty much this anime is a mystery. Pretty much what happens is we have a main character. He lives a antisocial blah, blah, blah life. He's a manga artist, I think. Or no, he's a pizza, pizza delivery guy. Pizza delivery. He also writes manga and stuff, but he's not good at it. Um, and so pretty much he has this gift that he calls the revival, which allows him to see a butterfly. And it sends him back a couple <laughs> <laughs> see a butterfly. That's it. That's his entire ability. He sees butterflies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> there was a TikTok the other day that was like a guy who goes back in time and <laughs> because he sees a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was really stupid. Pretty much the plot of a race. No, I'm joking. Um, anyway, pretty much he sees a little butterfly and what will happen is he has, he goes and then he has like a moment where he gets sent back a couple, several minutes into the past, pretty much to stop some sort of tragedy before it happens. Every time a bad event happens, he's always had this ability that sends him back and he tries to prevent it. 
And so, yeah, that usually happens for him. There's a, like at the beginning of the anime, there's a couple times it shows us him having this ability. Not really sure what's happening. He doesn't then, know why he does it. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. We'll get into that. Uh, and then one day he is falsely accused of murdering the person closest to him in his life. And pretty much his revival ability sends him back 15 years, 15 years into the past to when he was an elementary school child to pretty much implying that this is where it all began. And at this time, pretty much there has been a couple of, uh, there's been a serial kidnapping and murder. And one of his fellow classmates is one of the victims and pretty much he sent back into time to unravel this mystery, to prevent these tragedies from happening, to change the course of his life, and to really amend the mistakes he's made as a child. And so our our story just revolves around him trying to solve this mystery, trying to solve, not really solve the mystery, I would say more preventing the tragedies from happening. I wouldn't say he solves the mystery, because that's not his He goal. doesn't know. It's like mostly like everyone else around him kind of solves what's going on, and he's just trying to, trying to, to prevent what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he's just trying to prevent it from happening to his friends, kind of friends. And kind of like along the way, he does figure out things, like, because he's trying to prevent stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much the synopsis. Maddie's great synopsis as per normal. So let's talk about the story, which we're already still talking about. But yeah, pretty much the story is just him trying to prevent these tragedies from happening. I wouldn't even say there's really a mystery in it. Like these kidnappings. Yeah. Like the mystery is very predictable. It's pretty obvious if you've seen any sci-fi, anything, you know what, not sci-fi, any true crime or like cop show, you know who the the bad person is i'm gonna be very honest when i watched it i didn't know who it was i literally called it like the minute he went back in time <laughs> and my friend was literally like matt how did you already guess that and i'm like That's bitch what you I guess all the freaking like plot twists in anime and that pisses me off yeah except for apparently i was watching the news according to the new episodes aot and i did not guess the plot twist before it happened holden was watching with me he's like i'm shocked that you did not see that coming and i was like I didn't think there was... I There's wasn't... been a couple times where I, you haven't caught in it, and I've been like, wow, I can't believe you didn't catch that. Well, like, I normally, like, catch it when I'm, like, I'm, like thinking, I'm, like, there might be a plot twist coming. Sometimes I'm just in purely 100% enjoying the show. So, like, when I watch AOT, the new season, I'm, like, I'm absorbing all the information with gratitude, and it's amazing. Speaking of AOT, um, I didn't realize they changed studios, and they have the high Q faces from season four <laughs> they have of the high Q. faces. Everyone's face is round. And I was kind of like, oh, this makes more sense. I'm not a fan. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, Erased. But yeah, and the thing about like his whole technique revival is he's never jumped that far back before. Yeah, but like, also it's never explained why he has this ability. Yeah, that was one of the, that's one mystery in this whole thing that it's like it doesn't explain why it yeah. happens or why he has it. I mean, it's nice because, like, it is just more of, like, I would say it's more of, like, the time travel aspect of the show is more of, like, another character. Like, God almost. Like, oh, yeah, like, you have this opportunity to do these things. You didn't fix that, so go back, you know? Yeah, but also, like, only when it's needed. And it just doesn't make sense. And, like, he doesn't get to pick when he goes back. Yeah. It's like, you know... So, yeah, it it, it almost is kind of like his revival thing is, like, a whole separate character. Yeah, I think that would be the best way to describe it. Also, I would say that the story doesn't really revolve around the mystery. I would say it revolves more around our main character trying to be a hero. Like, he yeah. wants to be a hero to save the people that were hurt. Also, he is, like, a 23-year-old in a 
He's 29. 29-year-old and 11-year-old body. This is just weird. None of this is sounds good. Well, and it's, like, really kind of cool because you see, like, the parallels and, like, what things went wrong in his life from that moment because when he was back in, like, elementary school, he was very, like, popular and, like, had all these, like, friends and all that kind of stuff. And then at some point in between, like, this whole tragedy thing that happened, his whole life shifted and he became more of a loner. Yeah, and so he's going back and I think trying to fix that. Also building like more confidence in himself. Yeah. And, and like, like actually getting to know people around mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. and Exactly. And it's just it's very interesting. Just the whole the story is it's kind of compelling. Like the character's compelling, the general story is compelling, the mystery is compelling. And also just the whole serial kidnapping thing is a really interesting take on it, even though it is predictable, like, what will happen. But it's – I think the whole show is about, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, yeah. you know it's going to happen. Like, you know the big scene reveal, like, whenever you find out who the killer is because there's no music playing. It's just – they've really set the tone for, oh, yeah, this is the reveal. But then you're waiting for the shoe to drop. And then mm-hmm. the way it ended, the whole, like – going into a oh my should we talk about this now or later oh we'll talk about it a little bit later because it'll probably come up with the characters and stuff but yeah i have a lot of notes written but i can't remember okay like i literally have story is amazing but uh all the way to the climax but ending was poo poo i have that well, written. and it's like <laughs> i hated the ending. The one part of the aspect of the story that really kind of like got to me a little bit was like i don't remember like <laughs> what's like 29 minus 15 <laughs> like 11 11 what? yeah they no, were 14 <laughs> uh i think he went back 18 years actually he went back 18 years because he was like 11 yes and he went then back 18 he, years, 15 I have that years he down woke somewhere. up oh i have it written right here 18 years he went back 18 years and then we'll talk about that in a minute yeah but um yeah he went back 18 years um he's 11 now and the whole thing about it was that like how 11 year olds were able to like like this much like comprehension of detective work yeah you know that that was always like mm. like and it was it was kind of cool like seeing like you know the kids like trying to like figure this out and like basically solve adult problems yeah. you know but it was like the, also too while i was watching it it's like 11 year olds really don't have this type of comprehension when it comes to actually like problem solving except for <laughs> we have a 29 year old and 11 year old's body yeah. So imagine what a 29-year-old can do convincing other children to do stuff for him. That's, That's pretty much true. what he's doing. This sounds really creepy now that I say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. The whole premise is also kind of weird, but that's cool. But yeah, so that's the story. Should we just start talking about the characters? Yeah. I don't have a ton of characters written down. I have like... I have a few. There's a handful. So would you like to talk about our main character yes. first? So his name is Satoru uh, Fujinuma. He is our main character. He is the 29-year-old sent back into the 11 He's the one that has the revival technique. Um, He's our main character. He's kind of, like, younger. He's very popular. The older, he's very aloof. Kind Mm -hmm, of, like, mm -hmm. you know, very, like, hermit. Yeah, he's a a loner. Yeah, loner. He becomes a shut-in, I guess would be the best way to put it. And he doesn't really have friends. Like, he kind of goes to his job. He kind of has, like, his boss and his coworker that he kind of talks to. But other than that, he really, you know, has only his mom. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, the way to, like. I would say that this character is someone that 
I would say he's torn up by guilt for not having the courage to do something about what happened to the victims in the past because he had opportunities. He was some of the one of them specifically. He was the last person to see them alive. And he was always like, well, if only I had the courage to do something, maybe she wouldn't have died. And so I would say the whole story revolves around the idea of him trying to have the courage to be a hero. I would yeah, say that's the best way to like, describe it. Also, one of the victims is one of his friends. And I think that also kind of plays a role into it, too, that, like, oh, it was his friend. He didn't do anything about it. But with the other kind of, like, main character, he actually, like, saw her the day before she, like, disappeared. Mm -hmm. And, like, he kind of, like, knew something was off but didn't, like, say anything. Yeah. And he just kept going on. And that character was Kyo Hinazuki. Hinazuki. <gasps> Kyo. Right. Oh, Kyo. Sorry. But she pretty much, yeah, she was one of the victims. I think she was the last victim, right? Of the three? Yes, she was the last one. The final victim, and he, she was the one that Satoru walked by, saw her standing in the park, and didn't say anything the first time around. And then went home. And then went home. Uh, one thing about the story that I found interesting as well, the whole like revival thing, it wasn't as if... like. So keep in mind that the whole serial kidnapping thing was never really solved. Like, it was, but a lot of falsely accused people were punished for it, and in her case, never was solved. Yeah. And so it wasn't ever solved. It wasn't like he was 29 years old, already knew everything that happened, got sent back. He went back to his 11-year-old body with bits and pieces of what might have happened. Yeah. From when he was a kid. It's like he knows what he knows. Like, it's not like he magically, you know... It wasn't like he was, like, a huge true crime like, person that knew everything that happened from his hometown's crime and stuff. Yeah. Like, he literally was just what everything he knew. So that was nice because that was the mystery aspect helped on that aspect. Because I think, like, what had happened is, like, a couple of the kidnappings had happened, and then they arrested somebody for it, and then Kaya went missing. Yeah, so it was just kind of like – it was a whole thing. But then, yeah, Kaya – I would describe her as a very – She's distant, abused. Very abused. Matt, yeah, she her parents are very abusive to her. She's very distant from everything. She doesn't know what love is, and she has a hard time like opening up to people and trusting them. And so Satoru and Kayo kind of develop this Which is kind of like the perfect victim, you yeah. know, when you think yeah. about it. That's, we'll get to that. That's the whole reason why they're chosen. But Kayo and Satoru develop this kinship amongst each other. Satoru's family really shows love for Kayo in her moments and really stand up, intervene with the whole abuse stuff, and that really helped change her life for the better. Obviously, because she didn't die. But, like, yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of, like, how, like, Kayo ended up getting, like, kidnapped and stuff played into because her family was abusive to her, mm -hmm. and that, you know, they would, like, leave her out in the shed, you know, on cold nights and things like that and like d you know the child protective services would never you know be able to catch in the act and so really she only had like one person that she could really kind of trust and yeah. and satoru was the first person to really show that trust other than the other person that kidnapped her yeah i mean the, the serial killer was the yeah. other person she tried trusting it do be like that um next do you want to introduce um our next character who do you have next? I have his mom next. Okay. Um, so Sachiko Fujinuma is his mom. She's very, like, quick-witted and, like, very, like, sharp-tongued. She's a former news anchor. Dude, this is, like, I would arguably say she is the best support, one of the best supporting characters ever mm -hmm. of all time. I would say, I would argue, in a top ten list of best supporting characters, this chick would be high up on that list. Yeah. Because I, 
loved her. Like she really was that strong, supportive character we needed, but not overtaking our main character. She's the kind of the one that like, you know, like Satoru and stuff would go off, do something and stuff. And she knew that something was going on. She knew something wasn't right, but she kind of let him do what he needed to do mm-hmm. and then come to her when he needed her. Yeah. You know, and especially like, and like she played a whole big role in getting like Kayo out of the her mom's house, she was, yeah, you know, and out of the situation. But it's like she was a like a, like didn't really hound him about like what's going on, what's going on. You're not acting, you know, like what's up and like. Which I personally would have if I was a parent. Like eventually there would have been a point where I've been asking. But one of the things that frustrated me the most about this anime is why Satoru did not go to his mom at the beginning. Because she was so understanding about the whole revival. She knew the revival thing was going on when they were adults. Mm-hmm. Like, she pretty much figured it out. And she always trusted his instincts. Why didn't he go to her? And it always just pissed me off. Also, it always seemed like Satoru's mom knew way more about... Oh, yeah, totally. Like, he- And I think that's why she took a step back. Because she did know more than what she was letting on. Yeah, and it just... I don't know. It just kind of made me mad, but also makes sense from a storytelling aspect. You can't have the supporting character figuring it all out when our main character is supposed to be an eleven-year-old boy trying to be a hero. But there did become a point, and like with the kidnapping started back up again um, when he before he went back in time, and Satoru's mom instantly like remembered something because she was the one that was reporting on all of the kidnappings and stuff. She remembered something which led to a clue, and she had actually figured out the killer, and then that's how. That's why she died? That's why she died. Yeah, so pretty much. Because she saw him, the killer, and uh, she remembered something about it, and she went searching and searching and searching, and she found something, and then that's why she died. That makes way more sense now. I was always confused why she died. Yeah, the kidnapper killed her, and then... that I figured that part out, but I didn't know he was about to start hitting again. Yeah. This that, all is making sense again. Because if you kind of see in the beginnings and stuff, like, there's, like, a whole little interaction with, like, a little girl. Like, you see her, and then all of a sudden she's just, like, gone. Yeah. And so she, you know, the kidnappings kind of started up again. Yeah. Like, I, 18 years later, and so... Yeah, that's... I really like that character. Um, I wish she was more involved. Um, you can talk about whoever character you have next. Um, I have the Iri Kitigara, the like coworker. Yes, my God. Yes, would you like to talk about this character? Yes. Yeah, so voiced by uh, the chick that played Lucy in the dub. Yes. I remember that distinctively. Sorry. Yes. Um, she's a very like energetic, like charismatic character. You know, she's kind of like the polar opposite of Satoru. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. like, she's definitely younger, you know, but she's, like, very optimistic and very, like... Bubbly. She believes in, like, speaking your mind and, like, living in the moment, but also, like, speak your desires in reality because then it will happen, that kind of stuff. Exactly. I mean, she doesn't really play, like, a big, like, part in, like, the whole thing, but it's, it's kind of like... I would argue the complete opposite. Really? I would say she's the catalyst for everything. Because I think she embodies the courage that Satoru never had in his life. Yeah. And so when he goes back, he is living his life trying to have that courage be that hero he never was that she always said he could be. But Yeah. And then when he goes back into the future, kind of, not really, the long way, 
the long way <laughs> he i don't know do you want to talk about the ending well in the ending like there was like a big whole thing of the killer figured out that yeah, got, well, knew okay. and... this is how the ending played out we'll just talk about right now in the middle of a character talk because yeah. this is becoming <laughs> difficult to talk about major spoilers pretty much what happened at the end of like episode 11 um Satoru is trying to protect one of the victims, uh, a potentially new victim, runs into the killer, and the killer kind of, like, drives him in his car and then pretty much drives the car into a, a, a lake, lake and pretty much it causes him to go into a coma? Sure. I think it's, like, shock with, like, coma. Like, yeah, plus, so, I think the, it was, like, cold, too. Yeah, Freezing so waters, Satoru goes so. into a coma for 18 years 15. which 15 years which is very convenient for um him because you know the whole like went back in time uh-huh. i'll go back to the future yeah so he goes back into the future the long way and he wakes up finally as a 27 year old yeah instead of having to live his life all over again <laughs> which is nice uh if we're gonna be honest here and so what happens is this is why you hate the ending so much right yeah because he because he he's asleep for so long and then like yeah he got the ending of like everybody lived everybody's happy and stuff but it's like i feel like he should have gotten more than that you well, know on top of that kyo up and married some other kyo. person kyo she married one of the other victims yeah and so hiromi yeah and so he just didn't wait for her she just didn't wait for him which is fine i thought that was the part you hated yeah, I, the, that's the part that I hated and stuff. And, like, she talks about, like, in it, and she's like, yeah, we were trying to decide if, like, it was right for us to continue living on, you know, knowing that, you know, you're in this coma and stuff. And I was like, dude, you should have waited. You were, like, in love with him. And then. <laughs> I wouldn't have waited. <laughs> this is me, though. I, the thing, the reason why I hated the ending so much was not because of that. I could care less about the whole love side. Um, It was the fact that. You know, the killer was still out and about, um, and he was about to kill Satoru because he's become a Satoru Satoru because he's become a popular, mm-hmm. like a, a very prominent councilman. And then Lidri po- pushes him off the top of a building and he falls into like a trampoline thing. I was so mad. A crash pad. Yeah. I was like, why don't they just let him die? Like, I genuinely would have preferred it if the main character died in that moment and everyone found out that he, the other guy, was a serial killer because he died. I think I would have liked that so much better. Well, I actually think that they had like a recording device. Or they something. did. They had the recording device, but I would have just much rather have it where our main character died at the end. I I like how it ended in that aspect. Or um, the other option for me would be just for like the sake of a second season, maybe like at the very, very end of the anime, he goes underneath a bridge, like where he's like taking shelter from the weather. And then he sees um, the chick we were just talking about Aerie, yeah. running over. And he was like doing a little frame thing with his fingers. And he kind of looks at her. He mentions that he doesn't have the revival ability anymore. And then he sees Aerie come up. I think it would have been really, really cool if the final scene was the revival building ability happening again and him saving Aerie. Like, um, Ari. Is it Ari or Aerie? I have no idea. And saving her and then, like, you know, pretty much showing to us that our main character is a hero. Like, he still has this arrival ability, not just so he can prevent the tragedies from... What do you mean saving her? Like, 
she was about to die or something, and then he goes in and has the revival, and he has to save her. Okay, because I thought you were talking about the whole, like, fire thing, but I was like, that wouldn't have happened. Oh, no, the no. Whole... <laughs> Trust me, I understand timeline stuff and time travels, but my only strong suit. I just think it would have been more satisfying if our main character had that happy ever after I'm still a hero thing that he was striving for. And he's pretty – well, I mean, also, Aerie does represent the courage and the opportunity of a second chance because I do think – he is more suited for her than Kyo because yeah because Ares the reason why he became courageous she is better for him than the other cuz i mean yeah definitely when he went back in time he very much emulated Ari in like things that he did cuz you know like Ari was very like yes i'll do that like let's figure this out like blah 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 like especially when he was framed for killing his mother like mm-hmm. she was there for him and like Let's, you know, figure this out. Let's figure this out. Let's not, you know, like, I believe you. I don't, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then she ended up, like, dying for it. Yeah. And. Did she actually die? Yeah, she died in the house. In the fire. I thought she made it out okay. Oh, oof. No, I don't think so. I think I she think actually. She survived. Because I think he saved her. I don't know. She died in the fire. She. No, yeah, she didn't die in the fire. Because then, I don't know. He saved her, and that's why the manager was all like, what the hell? You're yeah. not a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, But, yeah, and so she just embodies, like, the whole big, like, courage that he's been seeking for and, like, being the hero. Because yeah. she very emulates, like, being a hero. And that's why I think it, the, I liked the, how the love aspect ended. And I liked that. I just wish the revival aspect either was hinted at, you know, maybe a second season mm-hmm. to explain it or something like that, or maybe that's yeah, that was one thing. I think I think I would like the ending better if he like they were like, oh yeah, I still have the revivability and I'm gonna continue saving people's lives to save make the world a safer place. And like he's now a hero, and I mm-hmm. think that would have been a better ending. But you know, I also like the way that Aerie just came into shot and it was just showing that oh yeah, there's a second chance. Here. Yeah. And I mean, like, definitely I would have loved a second season just to kind of explain why he has this ability. Mm-hmm. Because that was just kind of, that was just like one insert thing in there that was like. Never explained. Never explained of like, why is this happening the way that it's happening? Exactly. But, and. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I just think the whole thing of like him going through all that and like trying to save like Kayo and then like developing this relationship with her. You know, and, like, it's kind of bittersweet at the end because, like, he sees her again after, like, 15 years and, like, she's grown up. She's got a baby and stuff. And, like, he cries because he's, like, oh, my God, she's alive and she's actually living the life she wants to live. You know, it's just, like, it's just, you know, it's, like, I would have loved him to be in that happy ending. Dude, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) Are you? Like, yeah. Guys, this is not normal. I'm, like, cold and distant all the time, and now I'm just, like, getting my heartstrings pulled because of this whole, like, baby thing. What the fuck? Let's talk about another character. Okay. Okay. Let's bullet point the other two victims real quick. Do you want to do that real quick? Yeah. Um, I'm going to try. Can I try saying the names? Yes. Go for them. The first one is Haromi Sujita. <laughs> was I close? No. <laughs> Hiromi Sugita. I was close. Pretty much, um, he's a boy. That looks like a girl. And the killer mistook it. No, it was intentional. We it can was? talk about it at the end. Yeah, I, I actually did like a little bit more research on our serial killer to figure out the psychology a bit. So okay. I, I have him as my last bullet point, of course. Okay. Um, and 
but yeah, he was killed. He was like always described as like liking books and reading, blah blah blah, and like nice little friend. He was one of the friends of very cutesy. Yeah, he was one of Satoru's friends in his group, and then one day he died. Um, and then the other victim was Aya Nakanashi. Nakanishi. Oh, damn it, Nakanishi. That was close. And she is like kind of more. She goes to cram school a lot, which is why she was targeted. And then she was killed. She's kind of a bitch. I thought she was more of a bitch. I got more. I got purple hair bitch vibes from this chick. She's just really part of the story to like elevate the like. Oh, there is this like serial killer kidnapper type. You know. Um. Do you want to talk about that one blonde chick? Blonde dude. The blonde dude. Kenma. Yeah. So Kenya Kobayashi. He's kind of, like, he's, like, very smart for, like, an 11-year-old. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he's got more of, like, a detective side. So he's the one that Well, he kind did of, become a lawyer, yeah. so it makes sense. Well, and he's, like, the one that, like, kind of collaborates with, like, Satoru and, like, how to, like, save Kayo and, like, what's going on and, like, you know, who's the, like, killer and, like, trying to figure all this out. And, like, but at the beginning, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. And then he, like, realizes, like, what's going on with, like, Satoru compared to everyone else. Everyone else doesn't know what's going on, but he does. He's like, I can tell something's going on, and so I'm going to help you. And so then they become friends. Yeah. Makes sense. But, yeah, that's um, all of our characters except for the main antagonist. So, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Skip this moment if you don't want to hear a spoiler. Okay. Who's our who's our who's our big bad? Gaku Yashiro. Yes, the teacher. The teacher is the no killer. surprise there. Um, I mean they did a heavy symbolism for this character, um, but he is very charismatic, very charming, very handsome, very attractive. His students really like him. Yeah, he's a really nice, sweet guy. Um, but the reason why he kills is because when he was a child, he killed a bunch of hamsters and there was one hamster left that survived the nest and just, you know, this like desire and pleasure of killing and, uh, no sexual motivation at all. It's just like Purely very like psychopathic kind he's of a like psychopath. Yeah. Tendencies. But he has two criteria for when he's killing someone. One, make sure there's another person to get blamed for it. So, and they, they blame some like really creepy dude that flew airplanes for the first two he was like a pizza delivery he yeah. was like a delivery guy or something that like like liked to play children. around the children and like kind of pedophile vibes yeah yeah um and then also for uh kyo she you know the abuse kyo it, it was easy to like kyo really asked for help from the teacher and the teacher you know killed her uh, yeah <laughs> as you do as you're it does. he also targets people that have like a string above their head so people that are isolated, people that, you know, are distant. He unpurposely chose to kill uh, the... Um, Hiromi. Hiromi to kind of throw the police off from, like, thinking they mistaken him as a girl and make it seem like he's only into killing girls. Because so. he was only killing little girls. And then, of course, like, all of a sudden, like, Hiromi dies. And so then they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, so it was a whole little thing. But yeah, he is an interesting villain. I mean, he's your typical psychopath, but I did like him as a villain. He was very well, and it's like he really doesn't. You don't. It, he really doesn't like show up as like psychopathic until like towards the end, mm-hmm. when like Satoru's like realizing like you're the one that's been doing all this shit, and you know the whole dumping the car in the lake. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, he comes off as, like, really helping, but, you know, there's a lot of hints that he is, like, you know, he happens to be at the scene Or does right too before. much. Yeah, you know, he's always there. My favorite line is so cheesy, though, and kind of anticlimactic. He's like, oh, there's no suckers in there because, after all, this isn't my car. And I was just like, oh. But also, it was kind of cheesy. But I was like, oh. You know? <laughs> you know? That. that was disgusting because anyway. he you know you just say he had like a lot of candy in his car yeah because he was trying to quit smoking okay who the heck has that much candy? everyone knew at that moment like this guy's kind of sus yeah he's like mm, that's kind of oh, sus he's a teacher so he needs to have candy in his car no, no yeah it's is. like if you go back and like rewatch it like all this it's like mm. i swear to god if anyone gets in a car with a friend and they have a shit ton of candy in their glove pocket, you might be like questioning some you search. should be calling the police be like i am concerned about my friend being a pedophile i have a couple friends of mine that sounds bad we're not gonna talk about we're that not talking about this anyway but that's kind of like our last character that we're gonna talk about that yes. really plays a big important role in yeah the show that's really the only character that really matters anyway let's talk about character development which i feel like we've already kind of hit on yeah i think we really hit on with like when we were talking about the characters like satoru you know having this hero thing like uh, courage getting courage yeah so and i then... think we summed that up well so we'll move right on to visuals which are beautiful, beautiful. I think. They're your bread and butter. So bread how about you talk butter. about how Listen, they turned you on so Listen, this whole anime was like my bread and butter because like the visuals were amazing Truly and the music orgasmic. was amazing. Yeah. Like I really loved how, you know, they really, <laughs> honestly, the characters, how they were drawn. Mm -hmm. It was, it's not normally how anime characters are drawn. Yeah. But... It worked so well. And, I mean, this was a 2016 anime. At first yes. I thought this was a lot older, but it worked really well, yeah. And the emotions were very fluid, the way they put clothes on and shoes. That sounded weird. Um, and just their emotions in general. and The, the very, scene like, changes. Yeah, and, and the wide cinematic shots. Like, they, the shots were very, like, made for, like, cinematic television, which I enjoyed personally. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, nice. And the nice use of, like, the, mil the movie film stuff. Yeah, the rewind ability when they were remembering stuff. I was gonna talk about that whole. I really like how they did the whole revival thing. Oh yeah, and how it's basically like rewinding a movie and like you know. It was. I really did enjoy that a lot too. Oh, that's so good. I was just like the visuals were just very. And they I love the, how they animated the snow though too. Oh yeah, I thought that was really. Pretty. Oh, and that one scene when he when he goes back to the future for a brief moment and he sees the guy killed his mom mm -hmm. and all the raindrops stop and it's just that it was a very your line april moment when i was yes. watching it i was like oh this is some your line april shit it's kind of like oh shit like and then he's just send me back and then he gets sent back and then that was very nice and then i really enjoyed the symbolism and color Mm -hmm. the use of red as passion but also whenever impending danger was happening like the use of red like the eyes turning red yes the the red backpack the red car the red seat buckle. kayo's red jacket exactly like anytime someone was about to die or bad stuff has happened red would be there and like even the the, the teacher had a red tie mm -hmm. which showed his sinister side but they also used the color blue a lot as just like a calming mm -hmm. like a comfort. very like contrasting like I thought they did a very good job with the symbolism. I, I like the, there's a lot of hidden symbolism. They did a really good job with the Easter eggs. The animation was just handled immaculately. Yeah. No less expected Immaculate of animation. A1. <laughs> oh. 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 My dear Watson. What the fuck? Let's move on to music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
which music is my bread and butter. And dude, this music is fantastic. Listen, anything by Yuki Kajira is, you know, it's going to be fantastic. The thing is, it doesn't sound like her. That's the crazy thing. This is more experimental for her. And even though there was heavy percussion involved in all of it, and even in the light-hearted moments, there was still that darker, sinister tone. Yeah. And consistently in the music, really setting the tone of, you know, the very heavy and serious atmosphere of this anime. And I love that. Her original soundtrack, mm. Listen, I love Yuki Kajira because she just has a really big niche for seeing like a scene and like the really raw talent for being able being able to imagine like what background music would be like at that point. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. And you she's know, just so good. And like then, to a tease, it like elevates what's already there rather than like going over it exactly, or like exactly. you know. It, combining the animation with the music it just enhanced every scene and then the scene with the car and about to die like getting put into the coma exactly lack of music lack of music like we've said in Hingarashi's review is so powerful it is oh yes. and that for me is just like oh the sound effects they use oh, it's, oh, mm. and the opening mm, oh oh i love that opening and did you see the whole thing they did at episode 11 where he was no longer in the opening Oh, yeah. Like, the show's called Erased, and yes. they erased him. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I thought it was funny. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah, the opening was really good, really catchy song. Don't add it to Spotify playlist because it literally is instrumental music for three minutes before the actual chorus, which is fine. <laughs> it's one of my pet peeves. Uh, but what? I just forgot to put music wreck. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So we're going to pull it out of our asses. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, anything else you'd like to say about music or animation? Um, I think I kind of covered it. I just, I really love how they were, like, honestly, this, now that, like, looking back and, like, you know, watching clips about it and, like, researching more about it, I'm, like, finding that this is, like, becoming one of, like, in my top five. Because yeah. it's just, like, that good about how they're combining, you know, like, animation style with, like, music. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing with, like, Madoka Magica, you know. Oh, did you watch the sub or dubbed? I don't remember. Well, I watched the subbed 100%, but I was listening to the dub moment, and oh my gosh, the dub is good. I and think I watched the dub. Well, I didn't realize how much the main character internal monologued. Yes. He does a lot. And I didn't realize until I was watching the dub because there's a slightly different tone when he does internal monologues. I was like, oh, this makes way more sense now. Because when I'm reading it subbed, I'm just like really confused when I don't hear that tonal change. Guys, I'm not good at whole like, language. I'm not good at en English in general. Not Imagine good at English. other languages. God, not my niche. Um, but yeah, so no, I think that's it. Um, do you want to have final thoughts? Any final thoughts you would like to talk about? Watch it. Watch it. If you haven't watched, I mean, honestly, it's a really good one. It's very short. Like I, like I said at the beginning, it's 12, 12 episodes. episodes yeah. You know, so, I mean, you're not going to get a lot out of it, but you are going to get a lot oh, no, out I of it. I would say I binged it in one setting. Oh, I did too. I did it in one day. Yeah, it's it's very bingeable, and it's just really good in the whole... But don't go in looking for a mystery, because I, I would say go in for more the good versus evil our main character yeah. becoming a hero and growing as a person and saving people. Because, like, yeah, there is that mystery aspect, but there's, like, more than one time that he 
ends up like missing the mark and has to go back. Yeah. You know, like when he's an 11 year old. And so you just can't, you just like at some point you just hope that like good finally wins and that he yeah. gets it right and that, you know. It is a battle versus good versus evil. Also, don't go watching it for time travel because there's not a time travel anime. I would say if um, Higurashi and Steins Gate had like a child, but then actually ne- and then neglected the child. And then neglected the child. I would say that this would have been the offspring. Yeah. With a little, it's like, it's like they neglected him and then another decided like swoop in and like kind of like raise the child. Yeah. You know, I think that would be the best way to describe this. Anime. Okay. Okay. I had somebody talk to me about another the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody brought it up. She was like, have you seen another? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't get many people that talk about that anime. Who was it? Uh, it was a girl in my medical mycology class. I need to meet this girl. She might be my future wife. She's got a boyfriend. I don't care. That is a small... I don't think she's your type. Probably not, but I don't care. I'll talk to her about another. I want to reenact the umbrella scene with her. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, so that is Erased. Uh, we already did our shameless plug. We now need to do music rec. I already know what I'm going to do. Okay, you can go first. Okay, I'm doing the opening to a new anime called Skate the Infinity. It's the skateboarding anime. I'm going to tell you right now, I will not watch that anime because I couldn't make it halfway through the first episode without laughing my ass off because they were taking skateboarding way too seriously. <laughs> no, literally, like the whole, like all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, the toughest of the tough go to this like skating rink to like, you know, only the best get to compete and like, you know, go down this like hill and like, I was like. You guys acting like you're some like mafia or something like. <laughs> oh my! No, word. I could literally could not finish it without like laughing, and so I will probably never watch it. But I watched the opening, and I really actually like it. <laughs> okay, I mean, isn't every sports anime like that? I no, I'm serious. I could not make it halfway through without laughing, like halfway through. Like I, I laughed. Wanna, the I want to watch time. that one tennis anime where the kid pulls a Stars knife Align. out. Yeah, like doesn't he pull a knife out? Yes. and try stabbing the kid. Well, it's like tennis, like mixed with like thriller type like i want to watch it no there i watched this one scene from it and i was like holy shit like where he gets abused like is it just like random what the fuck moments yes i'm so watching this with my friends i'm like guys we need to watch this anime and we're all gonna be like it is literally random like what the fuck moments i'm here for it anyway i'm making a drinking game (laughs) every time a random what the fuck moment happens oh god Anyway, or anytime you see a pedophile on... Okay, quit stalling. What's your rec? (laughs) My rec, I think I'm going to do the Rabara opening. I don't remember if I've recommended this or not. So if I have, I recommend the second opening. If I haven't recommended the first opening, I recommend the first opening. They're both very good. You should listen to them. It's great. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's a nice... It's made my Rockies puns. Rocky puns. Rocky Buns. I think that's the name of the band. It's good. Okay, now we need to draw. Yes. Did you draw a race or did I draw a race? You did. Okay, Mo. We gotta fill up that jar. We, we're, we like, running dry. I know. It's dry like the Sahara Desert in here. <laughs> Shut up. Every time I say that now, we're gonna think of the other thing, aren't we? I know. <laughs> dry as uh, your Sahara Desert, am I right? Shush. <laughs> oh. Is that fake? Nope, nope, nope. That was, we do not want to do that. Don't do romance again. <laughs> that Ooh. was the BL. <laughs> oh, God. We're waiting till June to do those. 
No. We're waiting till June. That's Pride Month. Oh. Please let it be decent. I'm not watching trash this week. Ascendance of a bookworm. Okay. Okay. It's it's kind of cute. You said it's cute. I'll watch it. It's like reincarnation type like anime. Okay, we'll watch it. Is it dubbed? Yes. Good. I'm watching it dubbed because <laughs> I watched it dubbed. It's literally it's just about this girl who, you know, gets who basically kind of dies, gets transported into this other world as this other girl, and books are very expensive. They don't have a lot of books, and all she wants to do is like read a book. And so she goes on this quest to try to make a book for herself. Okay. And then a whole bunch of other things, like, happen, and she becomes, she's, like, really smart, and she's bringing, like, a whole bunch of, like, inventions from her time into this oh world gosh. and stuff. And, like, I love she it. gets really famous and, like, really rich because of it. And, like. But she just wants a book. She All she wants is a book. She just wants to read a book. I love it's it. cute. I'll, You'll like I'll, it. Okay, cool, cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. Tune in next week for when we review Ascendance of the Bookworm. I'm so glad we got to review Erased. I really love the anime. Please check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening to us and being such devote followers of this cult. I feel like we have become a cult at this point. Maybe yeah. not. I'm okay with it. Um. Yeah, so check us out next week when we do yeah. Ascendance of the All Bookworm. Right. Good luck, Benjamin, my dudes. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.